Happy Friday, December 11th, 2020. Welcome to the three things I learned in SaaS Sports Tech and Live Events Special Edition. Should I take a ticket sales job or should I start as an SDR in technology? Kind of a similar path for careers. You know, a common piece of advice that we see given to a lot of recent graduates and youngsters is to find what you love and just get your foot in the door and then work your way up from the mailroom to the top. And we have a lot of those inspirational stories, whether that's Eric Spolstra at the Heat, and now he's the head coach, or Jack Welch at GE, or you know, Bill Belichick working his way up, or Barry Diller. There's even movies that are inspirational that show somebody starting by cold calling and then working their way up to the top job. I started in a ticket sales job, so I get asked this question quite a bit, and I've managed SDRs and technology now for about 15 years. The game has changed quite a bit since when I came out. When I came out, there were still more situations of people working their way up within the same organization, but that's changed now. Now you can get an SDR job somewhere, they'll place you somewhere else, and you kind of bounce around. So here are the three things that I learned, uh, whether or not somebody should take a ticket sales or an SDR job, number one. Number one, if you don't want to sell for your career, you want to sell in your career but not for your career, you should definitely not take a job as an SDR or in ticket sales. There are other ways into the organizations. First, take a look at the management teams of the different kind of organizations where you see yourself and try to understand how many of those broke in by working in the mailroom or by working their way up. There are still some industries where that happens, advertising agencies and the like, but it's not very common, especially in technology and with sports teams. You're also going to find that the vast majority of those started in some kind of strategic role, you know, often outside of the industry itself. There's a lot of ways in, and if you don't love what you're doing and you're going to be measured on that, you're not going to be very good at it. I use the example often that I think I could be a pretty good CFO or accountant. I'm pretty good with numbers, but I don't want to do it because I love sales. So that's number one. If you don't want to sell for your career, do not take the job. Number two, should I take a ticket sales or SDR job? Avoid the Hunger Games. A super common and very lazy approach to sales, especially with SDRs and ticket sales, is to hire large swaths of impressionable young kids and underpay them terribly and say that the top two or three are gonna move up. Now, even if this proposition was fair for you, it would be a bad proposition, but now you have to add in that this is the real world, that these rooms are full of nepotism, gossip, and all the nonsense that goes along with business in general. So you could really end up in a bad situation where there's very little upside and you have no chance of getting there. As we've pointed out in the past, past three things, fair is what you pay to ride the bus. Inbound leads drive the majority of sales for SDRs and for ticket salespeople. And people who are in charge are gonna find ways to get the people they're pulling for to the top of the board by funneling those inbound leads to them. Anybody who's been in sales for the amount of time I have, we've seen hundreds of these different stories. So make sure you find somewhere where there's enough growth for the SDRs to all grow together instead of being graded against one another. Nothing against competition, but you wanna make sure there's room for everybody if there's a good class. And make sure it's a place that if it doesn't work out for somebody in SDR, that they actually are moving between departments. It's very easy to do that research and just make sure to check the last name so there's no nepotism involved because that's very common both in tech and in, and in sports sales. That's number two, avoid the Hunger Games. And finally, number three, nothing matters more than reputation, both of the department internally at the company and of the company externally in the industry. And many firms, SDRs are viewed as second-class citizens, you know, sales monkeys, what you see in Boiler Room or Wolf of Wall Street or Wall Street, coin-operated people who can't think strategically. 
Um, and you'll never get told that in the interview. When I worked at the LA Dodgers as a seasonal rep, I had a wonderful boss and she looked out for me then just like she does now. And that's why my career got where it was going to go. But if it weren't for her, it was very clear with some of the other departments that we were second rate citizens. We were not included in their social calendar. and We were just seen as people who were gonna come and go. When I was at the LA Kings and AEG, I worked my way to the top of the board and a lot of us would apply for jobs in other departments and we'd get overlooked time and time again because we were limited because we were ticket sales reps. Unfortunately, that career path does happen for a lot of people at specific places where if you're successful, you get to be a top ticket sales rep and then you get to manage the ticket sales rep and then you get to manage the managers of the ticket sales reps and then you get to manage the, man the, the directors of the departments of the ticket managers. But you didn't get to a situation where you get to expand into other things such as enterprise sales or strategic business, which you might be looking for. As far as the business goes, it's the same thing. Teams have reputations, so do companies. You want to make sure that you're not just taking a gig because it's the local team or it's something you like. You really need to focus on the teams that are setting the example, where their alumni are the ones that are moving up and elsewhere. As we talked about earlier, you don't have to go up through sports. You don't have to go up through that singular tech organization. But if you do, you need to make sure it's the Apple. You need to make sure it's the Google, the Amazon. You need to make sure it's the name that people are looking to, especially when there's opportunities down the road. It's a sensitive subject, but I would probably avoid the classes or the places that outsource you for six months or a year and then try to place you somewhere else. I know some people have had a lot of success with this. I know a lot of people who run those and they mean well. Personally, I'm not sure that's the way I would go. At StubHub, which was a e-commerce tech firm, we were treated like royalty. At a lot of tech businesses and at a lot of teams, people who drive the revenue can make seven figures year over year. They find their way into the executive teams and they find their way into strategic positions that other people are trying to get into that are very competitive. That can happen, but it all starts with that foundation and that foundation starts with you taking the right job when you get out of college and making sure that it's the right fit in the right place for the right business. I could go on for 30 minutes on this one. I won't. If you have questions, you can always reach out at Tony at TicketManager.com. I can't assure I'm going to get back fast, but I'll do my best to get back. Otherwise, thanks for tuning in, and we'll catch you next week on The Three Things.